I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 3 and 20 through 32. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his ordinances were before me, and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the, lo- with the loyal you show yourself loyal. With the blameless you show yourself blameless. With the pure you show yourself pure. And with the crooked you show yourself perverse. For you deliver a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. It is you who light my lamp. The Lord, my God, lights up my darkness. But but you can crush a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The promise of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock beside our God? the God who girded me with strength and made my way safe. First Samuel chapter 7, verses 3 through 13. Then Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Astartes from among you. Direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So Israel put away the Baals and the Astartes, and they served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and drew water and poured it out before the Lord. They fasted that day and said, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, and pray that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Samuel Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines grew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty voice that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion, and they were routed before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them down as far as beyond Bethkar. 
Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Jeshana, and named it Ebenezer, for he said, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Therefore you have no excuse, whoever you are, when you judge others. For in passing judgment on another you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, are doing the very same things. You say, we know what God, that God's judgment on those who do such things is accordance with truth. Do you imagine, whoever you are, that when you judge those who do such things and yet do them yourself, you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Do you not realize that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But by your hand, an impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. For he will repay according to each one's deeds, to those by to those who by patiently doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. While for those who are self-seeking and who obey not the truth but wickedness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be anguish and distress for everyone who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows shows no partiality. Good morning and welcome to the 13th Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 18, 1 Samuel 7, and Romans 2. Uh, But before we get to that, I I have to apologize for missing on on Friday. Um, Morning just got off to a jackrabbit start and I forgot to to record before everything kind of uh, unfolded. Um, But this morning's readings... Um, the psalm really struck me, but we have it for three days, so I might read it or reflect on it again later. But in First Samuel 7, it's kind of hard to track at first. Um, Israel is being judged, and or is about to be judged. Samuel saying to everybody, um, you have foreign gods, and unless you, you know, destroy all these statues and idols and everything, then God... Uh, will deliver you out of, or God will um, judge you. Or it's a it's a warning. If you don't do this, or if you I'm sorry, if you do this, then God will not judge you. Um, and he gathers everybody at Mizpah, and they drew water and they fasted and said, you know, they've confessed. Um, but then it says, uh, verse six, and Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah, and when. When we hear judged, when I hear judged, I, I typically think of some kind of discipline or punishment or negative consequence. Um, you know, the, uh, the, what just happened, however, is he said, look, if you do this, God will deliver you from the Philistines. And, um, and yet judging in the biblical sense um, is both. It includes perhaps an acquittal, right? And even, even in our own day, I, I think of you know when you go to court, something something bad is going to happen. Um, but I mean, if if you're acquitted, uh, then you you're saved from punishment. 
uh, in a very similar way that Israel is saved from punishment here, even though um, the the Philistines are coming and they say, cry out to the Lord for us. And sure enough, Samuel does. And uh, he thundered with a mighty voice and threw them into confusion. And then Israel basically attacks them as they're running off, which is common in the ancient Near East. Um, and so that's Samuel judging the Israelites on God's behalf. Uh, it's an acquittal. It is, um, it's not just something that means doom is coming, uh, but a, a working out of the judgment, which is either you know, a, a guilty sentence and punishment or an acquittal, an innocent judgment, right? Even though we're not innocent, we're just forgiven. Um, and then in Romans, it follows in the same kind of uh, vein. Paul is admonishing those in Rome um, about doing the things that they judge other people harshly for. Um, and <clears throat> that was interesting. He accuses them of despising the riches of God's kindness and forbearance and patience. It reminds me of the parable of the day laborers. I can't remember what like the NIV has it for a subtitle, but basically a guy goes at God, goes out and hires a bunch of people to work his fields. And they work all day, work all day, he says, and promises them, I'm going to give you $100. They work all day, work all day, work all day. God goes back, continues searching for laborers, and says, hey, if you work for me, I'll pay you $100. A handful of people show up at the end of the day, God pays everybody $100, and the ones who are working longer got upset because of God's kindness and riches and forbearance and patience. Um, and so that's what judges are like. That, that's what poor or um, false judges are like, I suppose. Um, they want to reserve for themselves the, the, the control, the power, the whatever. Um, but if you look closely at, at that parable at least, God did what God said God would do. Work for me, and at the end of the day, I'll give you $100. Some people work less, but God didn't give them a different promise. Um, there's this instinct in us to want things to be fair. But if things were fair, we'd all probably go to hell. I, I think all of us would go to hell. Um, so life is inherently unfair, and judgment is left to God. Samuel judges Israel on God's behalf. It's not that Israel has done anything against Samuel. Samuel is, is um, uh, the voice piece of God, um, and it is God against whom Israel is, has sinned. And similarly, um, God, Paul doesn't talk about it here, but um, uh, it's an important theme elsewhere in, in the New Testament about, look, we don't sin against one another, we sin against God. And if that's true, then we are. Then when we feel wronged, it is in fact God that has been wronged, or it's God that has uh, had his his covenant, his his agreement violated. We don't have, and ultimately, I don't think we have agreements with one another. Um, our judging, you know, going to court for like contract dispute or something, our judging is just a a poor reflection of the agreements the contracts, the covenants that we have with God. Um, and it's up to God uh, to dole out punishment or, or patience. Um, and it's not up to us. Uh, that's one of the, in political kind of terms, that's a, a hard pill to swallow as a Christian soldier. Because if, if Iran or uh, Russia 
hasn't truly sinned against us, then who are we to judge? Um, I mean, that's, that's, that will get your head spinning, thinking about, well, why do we go to war and everything else? Um, and whether or not there's some truth to the, the idea that, uh, which I wrote about, a friend of mine telling me uh, that I wrote about in Reborn on the Fourth of July, that uh, the military is God's hand of judgment in the Middle East. I mean, that's, that's the difficult conversation that's, that this uh, invokes, is what does it mean uh, that uh, the things that we feel wronged about are ultimately things that, has, uh, that God is, is overseeing. Um, we had a, a long reading, and I skipped Monday, and for that I apologize, but I want to keep it brief. Um, uh, the, the new place is almost set up, and I'm try, I'm, I've almost located some of my prayer books, so if you're getting tired of the BCP for uh, the concluding prayers, I apologize, but hopefully I'll be incorporating. It's been so long since I've done it, but uh, I have historically done uh, poetry and, and different prayers by soldiers at the end as opposed to only ever doing the Book of Common Prayer and I'm hoping to return to that. I think I've, I've almost located the box where I keep all my pastoral stuff uh, prayers and stuff like that. So hopefully it'll get, uh, I'll be able to mix it up a bit um, in the coming weeks and uh, really kind of fall into uh, more of a groove and a pattern with recording so it is done uh, consistently and I don't miss like I did on Friday but I look forward to being with you all again tomorrow and I uh, wish you all a blessed Monday A Prayer for Courts of Justice from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty God, who sits in the throne judging right, we humbly beseech you to bless the courts of justice and the magistrates in all this land, and give unto them the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that they may discern the truth and impartially administer the law in the fear of you alone. Through him who shall come to be our judge, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.